Are you ready to take your business to the next level and make the money you want so that you can create the impact you desire? Then you're in the right place. It's possible to run a successful business built around your life. Get ready for a little bit of tough love and a whole lot of strategy to grow your business without sacrificing your sanity. If you're ready to get out of your own way and step into the role of CEO, then let's go. I'm Amy Tra, and this is the Motivated CEO Podcast. Today's guest is Allison Caffrey, and we are talking all things getting your business ready before baby comes. And even if you are not expecting at this moment in time, I highly encourage you to listen to this episode because she may pop in a few tips as well that may throw off some light bulb moments like, oh, wait. that would make my life easier. So this applies to you too. With that being said, Allison, I'm so excited to dive in with you to this topic today. Amy, thanks for having me. I am super, super passionate about helping moms in business. So thanks so much for having me. I love it. So before we dive in, tell us all the things about yourself, who you are, what you do, and who you serve. Yeah, totally. Um, So I'm Allison Caffrey. I am multiple time founder, mom of two little boys. Uh, My kiddos are three and one and a half. So things are a little loud and crazy here. Um, If there was a membership to the container store or, you know, something of that nature, I would totally have it. I am the, like, all the closets have the clear bins with the labels on them. And it's always been my number one most de-stressful activity to organize the world around me. So it is no... (laughs) surprise that I ended up in professional operations and not professional operations at the corporate level, professional operations for small business owners. I've worked with solopreneurs, small, tightly knit teams, and I've worked with all the way up to 500 person organizations who are in that acquisition territory and really prepping the business for being the most efficient and cost effective that it can possibly be to attract buyers. So I've really um, expanded and contracted to fit lots of different types of small business models. And I was saying before we hit record that my business operations agency just celebrated its six year birthday, um, anniversary, whatever we want to say, it turned six. And um, it's been super exciting because I'm first and foremost, like a little oh my goodness, how did this happen? And then also too, thinking back on all of the the experiences and the excitement that we've had. Um, and by far, what has led me to the most joy, the most excitement, and probably the best results is working directly with moms in business who are running their own business and really growing family at the same time, right? Really trying to be wildly effective um, inside of their business and also wildly present at home. I love it. And that's what's really cool about you is you had this business before the babies, You're now in the thick of toddlerhood and you've done it. You've put in the work to really streamline this process so you understand what it's like before, during, and after. So I would love to dive into some of the strategies that you used when you were pregnant. Like, okay, I'm running this business. How is this going to work as I have this newborn? Like, how do I keep my business from just imploding on itself? which a lot of times does end up happening because we're expecting to run our business the same way after baby as we did before baby. So teach us your strategies. 
Yeah. You know, it's such a hard question because everybody's um, motherhood journey is unique and everybody's business ownership journey is also unique, right? We all start businesses to provide different results for different types of people and serve them in different ways. It's one of the most beautiful things I love about entrepreneurship and about parenthood is that there are almost infinite ways to do it and to do it well. And everybody's situation is so unique. And I do want to say that Although I have put in a lot of work and I have developed some strategies, I'm still very much a lifelong learner of this process and how to optimize it. So even if you feel like, you know, hey, I'm listening to this podcast and this lady Allison said she's got it all together, like I super don't. I just have some things that have worked really well with me that I'm excited to share. And I'll admit that my first maternity leave with our first son, Frank, didn't go so hot. I was in the hospital with him. We'd had him on a Wednesday night into Thursday. And then on Monday, I was back in client meetings at our home because I work at home from our home office. And in the middle of that transition, what was happening was we were in the hospital and my husband snaps this photo of me and our first son. I was super relieved, frankly, that the birth process was over. My hair was still kind of a mess, but we had just been moved from the room that he was born into the room that we would stay overnight in. And the photo that was captured still is like, it's one of those photos that you would like put in the locket if you wore one. Like, it's just so sweet. I always look at it. I'm like, oh man, remember this first photo of me and my son. And then the next scene that he didn't capture was me taking my sleeping baby and putting him in the clear bassinet next to the bed and picking up my phone so that I could feverishly answer Slack messages and emails. And there's not really a ton of very physical representations in your life and in your business around where your priorities lie, but that was mine. And it was a big bonk on the head, especially as an operations strategist. Like I was actually doing what I do now for businesses then, but this layer of parenthood was just somewhat of an elusive process for me because I'd never been through it before. So what I started doing was starting to solve the for the variable, can my business thrive without me was like the big question that I really wanted to answer. And what does my business look like after baby? Because I need to fundamentally be a different person, right? When we become a parent, so much about us changes. And I do fundamentally believe that becoming a parent, that process and building through that, you know, life that you used to have and the life that you have now, incorporating all of the most wonderful things that you loved about your previous life while also developing these new skills, you know, <laughs> really digging that big well of patience, right? Digging that big well of gratitude. It's some of the best leadership training, I think, a human being can physically go through and it can be directly translated into our business. So I love the maternity leave planning process because as you're going through that experience, you can be soaking in leadership skills that when you return back to your business, you can lead with more patience. You can lead with more empathy. You can lead multiple personalities for my moms with multiple kids, right? You understand that fundamentally people's needs are different. And I've personally experienced and I've helped shepherd other women through this process that they just feel completely transformed after this experience of becoming, you know, a parent. And so really the biggest thing that we can do is first and foremost, just recognize this as an opportunity and not something that we need to just white knuckle our way through, right? We don't need to, need to get through the maternity leave experience. If we prep, we can slow down to a point where yes, it's going to be challenging, but I mean, so is 
running a marathon. So is running a business, right? Like these are all really challenging things. And I think mompreneurs specifically are super equipped to be able to meet these challenges head on and kind of like juice all of the incredible, incredible wisdom and, um, you know, leadership capabilities out of it. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. And that right there, that's why I feel that moms make the best business owners because we have this inherent skill set. And if we can harness that skill set, oh my gosh, like we're on fire. I think we don't give ourselves enough credit sometimes. And I love to how you're so open and vulnerable about being like, you know what? I, I didn't have it together, but it's in not having it together. It's in realizing that and reflecting back, taking the time to pause that we can identify those gaps that we realize, oh my gosh, that's not how I want to be running my business. So I really appreciate you saying that, you know what, I don't have it all together because none of us do. That's the reality. You know, everything on social media is only a snapshot in time. You're only seeing what that person wants you to see. And I think that's a very important thing that we keep at the forefront of our mind, that no one has it all together. Even in my business, you know, I love systems as well and workflows and things, but I'm constantly looking at them and seeing, okay, how can we make this even more efficient? Where can we fill the gaps? Because I'm a firm believer in the best system out there is the system that works for you. And that's exactly what you mm -hmm. said. There's 20,000 different ways to achieve the end goal. It's finding what works for you, what works for your business, for your brain, all of those things. So in preparing for this slowdown that's coming, you know, you're getting ready to have this baby, you're starting to slow down. What are some of the things that you should really be prioritizing as a business owner to get that business ready so that you can take a little bit of a step back and really embrace that time with your newborn? Yeah, absolutely. So I think, especially if you're working on your own or you're working with a small team, businesses are built on four fundamental systems, right? So the first is the way that we generate attention, right? That those are our marketing systems. How do we get new people to take a look at some of the stuff that we have to offer and just kind of get into our world? The second is how we take those folks who are following us and create customers out of that audience, right? So how are we serving people? The third big system is that core process for transformation. So when someone becomes our buyer and they trust us to get them results and fulfill the promises that we're making with our products and our services, how do we make that transformation for them? And the fourth and final system is how do we keep all of the administrative balls in the air, right? This comes down to your calendaring, your email, your HR, your finances, right? So we can kind of put all of that stuff in one bucket because it super depends on the way that you're running your business right now. So if we, if we kind of condense everything down to those four fundamental systems, what you now need to do is go into your calendar and consider what gigantic roles do I play in keeping those four fundamental systems afloat, right? Are you in a position where you're literally boots on the ground going out and connecting with new people at marketing conferences and that's how system number one runs? If that is true, we need to solve for that variable, right? We need to make sure that if you're going to take three months off, you might be able to fill your pipeline and kind of batch some stuff ahead of time. But guess what's going to happen? That's going to trickle downhill. And then when you come back into the business, having not put that time in, it's going to dry up your lead flow in a really significant way. I actually learned that the very hard way when I took my maternity leave from my business with my first son, Frank, I was like, oh man, I connect so much. And I didn't realize that that was the biggest way people were coming in. I just saw the amount of leads, right? I was like, okay, th these are the amount of people that are coming into my world, right? So we need to make sure and just kind of look upstream and consider what is on my calendar that affects these four critical systems. And then how can I try to remove 
myself from those things. So the three biggest ways that I typically find to do that, number one is to document your processes and hand them over to somebody on your team. Even if they jump in at an interim point, um, getting really comfortable with delegating and asking for help in the business is incredible. My experience with that through my maternity leave with my second son is we developed leaders in my business, which was amazing. I loved it so much. Had I not taken that second leave and been really, really intentional about it, Lauren, my second in command on my team, she is now my business manager, having her hand in all of our quarterly projects. She is incredible. She would have never up-leveled to that level. So there's a huge upside in really saying, hey, I'm going to take my hands off the reins here and just let my team go with what I know they're amazing at. Um, the second big thing is just to crystallize what projects you're working on and try to create a production calendar that fits maternity leave in, right? If you know six, eight months in advance, right, that you are going to be planning for this leave, try to preload your year in a way where you're not handling some of the big growth pushes, at least your involvement in them while you're away. So clear projects is going to be huge. And then the third piece is kind of a secret backdoor piece that to be honest, was very helpful for me. I'm a data person and it quiets the little voice inside of my head that says what's happening behind the scenes. It helped me not bird dog my people <laughs> and make sure that I was in a position where I could stay updated. And you know, all the postpartum anxiety and all the things start happening and two in the morning during feedings, I was like, I'm going to check my scorecard. So compiling a company scorecard with the key data from those four systems, right? How many leads am I getting? How many people are converting? What projects do we have on the horizon? And are we getting the results for the people that we said we're going to actually get? And are all of my emails actually being answered in a timely manner? Do I have that delegated properly? Or, you know, all of those things, right? So you can create the um, data set that actually is going to serve you the best. And it's, I'm, I'm not kidding, just so transformational when you can just check a quick number instead of, you know, DMing your team on Slack and being like, hey, what's going on here? And then they have to give you all the context and it's just the whole thing. Um, so I'd like to say it improved my team relationship as well as it did quiet that little voice inside of my head. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I love to just the, the overall curiosity that you approached it with, like, how can I, how can I make this business function without me having to have my hands in it all day, every day? And when you transform your mindset to that, how can I, then you start to see opportunities out there. And I love too how you said, you know, you documented processes as you were going along, getting ready, you were documenting so that someone else would be able to step in. What did that look like for you? I know for me, I've done like loom videos where if I'm doing something over and over and I'm trying to onboard. I, you know, just make a video of myself and share my screen so that they can see exactly what I'm doing. What does your process look like? Is it similar, different? What's worked for you? Yeah. You know, I always say that processes are kind of like Russian nesting dolls, right? You've got like the big strategic process and then you can almost document something down to the temperature of the room when you're onboarding a new client, right? Like it can get really, really daunting. I love to start where you started, Amy, and just first and foremost, show someone what I'm expecting using something like Loom to say, hey, listen, this is what I'm doing when I go through this process. And the most important thing I think that folks miss is to consider what is the definition of done and for sure showing the end product, but then also considering what metric, what box can I check? How does that work? Because then that'll help you compile your scorecard too down the line, right? So if folks are being onboarded in a specific amount of time and within a specific set of quality that you've shown in your Loom video, you should really be able to cover both um, you know, sides 
sides of the coin there, right? Consider this is the how, and then this is the timeline, right? So that's typically what I'll add to the end of my processes is just that quick, you know, what box can I check either in my project management tool or like what number can I fill out inside of my scorecard? I'm interrupting this episode to share a free online networking opportunity for female entrepreneurs. Join me for Coffee Talk every Monday at 1230 Eastern Standard Time and connect with like-minded entrepreneurs leveling up and stepping into the role of the CEO of their business. Details can be found in the show notes. I would love to see you there. So for the mom that's like, okay, this sounds awesome. I know I need to do it but I'm a type A control freak and it's really, really hard for me to take my hands off. What advice can you give her? Because I know I used to be that way. It was hard. It was hard at first to be like, I trust you to do this as well as I did. I'm going to say a couple of things here. First, I'm in that boat. Um, I have specific things like booking travel. I shouldn't be booking my travel, but I have very specific things that I want to see. And that's fine. Nobody should be shaming anyone. I remember I was on a mastermind call one time and they were like, if you're booking your travel, then you're completely wasting your time. And I remember feeling very confronted and I was like, you know what? Actually for my type A brain, it makes me really happy and decreases my anxiety to just book the travel and know that everything's done right versus just trusting that somebody else handled all that stuff. And then I walk in blind. So there are other things, however, that I can do that with like meeting agendas, for example, right? I can have somebody prepare the meeting agenda. I can take a look at it. And something that I like to keep in mind is something that my coach taught me is this delegation pattern of 10, 80, 10. So you come in in the first 10%, you tee it up, show the expectations, share that Loom video, have them take it about 80% of the way, and then you can come in and put your finishing touches, feedback, all that stuff. It kind of de-stresses the whole 100% delegation concept. And I love that. So first, don't let anybody make you feel guilty for keeping some stuff on your plate that you just actually feel like will decrease your stress. Second is try to try the 10-80-10 rule. I think it's going to be super, super helpful for teeing up expectations for your team and kind of ease that transition. And then third, kind of going off of the 10-80-10 is delegation is a muscle. So if we start delegating and we even don't get to the 10-80-10 right away, even if something goes off of our plate 30% of the way, that is a win and a step in, in the right direction. I talk about running a business like training for marathons or summiting Everest or d- doing all of those things, right? We don't go out on the first day of our training plan and run the dang marathon. That would just be wild, right? And sometimes in our business, that's what we expect, especially too in motherhood, right? We're like, oh, I've never done this before. I'm just going to crush it. And then we get really defeated when it doesn't work or it doesn't work the way we think it's going to work. So instead of going back to the drawing board, and I'm not saying lower your expectations of yourself, you can still shoot for that 100% delegation, but just don't try, or sorry, excuse me, try not to assign a ton of negative emotion. If for example, you want to get something completely off your plate and then somebody comes back with a couple of questions and you end up doing it 60% and then they end up doing it 40, right? Let's just ask ourselves the question, how can I flip that and make it 60% them next time and 40% me next time? Yeah, no, that I love your muscle analogy because it takes practice. It's not something that you're like, I'm going to hire a VA and then overnight your business is transformed. No, it's a process. 
and yes. really being realistic about there's going to be a little bit of of a learning curve to it whenever you're starting a new job like think about when you were working in a nine to five role like whenever you're starting a new job you don't walk in day one completely proficient you have to really like learn what's going on and have the patience through that transition and there's a lot of communication that goes with it you know i think so often business owners are like i'm gonna hire someone and then they hire them and that person can't read their mind overnight and then they get frustrated then they get defeated and mm -hmm. then it's just it, it just all blows up but when you can do exactly what you did and say you know what like this is going to take a little like time. It's like a marathon, you know, you're, you can't run it like right, right away. I mean, I know I'm the person that can't even run a mile without throwing up. So, you know, <laughs> it takes some practice. It's going to be a little uncomfortable at first, but honestly, I feel like the more you do start to delegate, it gets easier. Like it's gotten a lot easier for me because now I have like awareness too for myself of, okay, here's how I need to communicate more clearly, because it's not always them. It can be a lot of it, you know, is about us. It can be a mirror for us and where the gaps are. It really makes those gaps more apparent. So then you can use that as an opportunity to fill those gaps and make your business run even better, even smoother, more mm. efficiently so that you're more hands off, which is amazing. <laughs> I love that you brought that up too, because I think a lot of leaders will immediately look to their team as the one at fault for the delegation yeah. process not going well. But really, if we can always be looking back at how can I make this easier for this person, right? Because imagine walking into a business like you're saying, not knowing anything and being expected to provide some incredible results, right? You would want to be met with that patience and that grace. Um, so meet your team there, right? Meet them where they are because they don't know what's in your brain. They've never been in your you know shoes before. And I know for me, it's definitely a big practice. It really is. It's always a big practice. Yeah, that's just it. It's practice. It is practice. And we need to give ourselves a little bit of grace along the way. Allison, these were awesome tips, not just for moms to be, but for all of us as business owners. Thank you for sharing your perspective on this because it really does help to reframe those unrealistic expectations we have. And you gave us strategies that we can implement in order to make our businesses seamless and running on autopilot without us so we can have time and flexibility to do the things that we want the things that we need to be doing not the mundane little nitty-gritty stuff that doesn't necessarily need to be us so where can we get into your world learn more about you if we are expecting do you have anything for those mamas yeah, totally do. So I am most active and post most content on Instagram. My Instagram is at Ali Caffrey. And if you are an expecting mom, send me a DM, just DM me the word guide, and I will send you my maternity leave planning guide completely free. No opt-in, none of that stuff. It is just like the best goodwill I possibly have for expecting moms who are running a business because it can be really scary and there are not a lot of resources out there. So that's number one. If you are a mama who's running a business with kiddos at home already. Tons and tons of resources. AllisonCaffrey.com slash checklist has a free checklist for moms in business who are just like, 
I got to kid proof this thing because I feel like I'm constantly being pulled in a thousand five hundred different directions. Um, so you can get a comprehensive checklist of really just assessing where is my business, what might it need to look like so that I can get more present time at home with my kiddos. And my book, The Sabbatical Method, is available on Amazon. Um, fantastic read for those of us who just want the full soup to nuts. How do I remove myself from my business, especially if you are growing a large business and planning to exit it at any point. That's a fantastic resource. Um, and a lot of people think that building a business for a lifestyle and building the exit are two different things. I take the other um, approach that it's actually the same thing, right? If someone wants to buy your business, it's also probably not that hectic to run. So <laughs> we kind of want that to be our end goal. Um, but yeah, those are all the fun resources that I have and super passionate about helping parents in business, um, moms who are expecting. So if you are listening to this and you're like, I have a thousand questions, Allison, I'm just ready to implement or whatever. I love questions. And I also answer all my DMs, which is very, um, not common. These it days. is not common anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Especially with some of these bigger companies and, yeah, a lot of times you're talking to a bot. There are crazy mm. tech things on the back end. So definitely slide into her DMs, get into her world. <laughs> she is truly the systems expert. She will give you control back, control of your time, control of your business. So you can truly build the business around your life. Allie, thank you so much for being here today. I appreciate you. Yeah, thanks, Amy. I had a blast. Thanks for having me. And until next time, mamas, stop dreaming and start taking messy action. You've got this. Are you loving what you're hearing? Do us a favor and hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. 